0: Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Chris Bramley. He's a speaker, coach, advisor, and he is an expert in intent-based leadership. Chris, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. So tell us what inspire you to be a speaker
1: i think it's the the fact that you can really reach out and help people uh, and organizations you know and the people within organizations um to kind of realize better ways of doing things for themselves realize better ways of achieving outcomes um and and kind of understanding the the value i think we have lost in a lot of places, we've lost the, the the focus on the humans within companies actually making those companies up and providing the value. And, and I think you know it's really good to be able to reach out to people and talk about really important issues that can help kind of refocus on that, get some value back. Basically.
0: And so talked about these important issues because you have a, a variety of things on your LinkedIn. I mean, you have intent-based leadership, complexity, adapting, exacting, collaboration. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. So. What do you feel is most impactful when you help your clients?
1: So the, the, the core of everything I do, I'm actually uh, kind of a specialist in learning. Um, realistically, that's, that's the basis of everything. And every single human interaction is a teaching and learning experience, like usually mutually. So the most important thing that I do, and everything else ties into this. I mean, it looks like I do a lot of stuff, but it's all, it's all pretty integrated um, at, at any level, you know, uh, CXO down to, to team or individual level. But the core of all of it is the ability to learn and disseminate information in the best way.
0: And so talk about that. How do people learn? How do you help them learn better?
1: So there's, uh, we all know about pedagogy, which is the way that we were, you know, pretty much taught at school. Um, And we've now come to understand andragogy, which is kind of a more agile way of, you know, learning through play, which um, a lot of people use, I use when I do leadership training um, as well. But what is it called?
0: What is the second one called?
1: Andragogy. So it's, it, it, it's Greek for um, the, the leading of men, essentially, or the leading of adults. It's how adults are supposed to learn. Um, and actually, neither of them are particularly accurate. When you look at it neuroscientifically, um, and you look at the experience of teachers, we actually learn in a more, I call it a, a homagogical fashion, so the way humans learn. And it's very simple, really. All of the stuff about being left brained and right brained and all of that you can throw out of the window, really. Everyone learns the same way. We create neural neural connections in response to stimulus. It is as simple as that. Now, if you do that within your motor cortex, that's what we call muscle memory. If you do it within your cerebellum, then obviously you're looking at other things like memory and retention and understanding. But where we do differ is the engagement of that learning and that happens on two levels. One of them is culturally and ethnographically. So, basically, what is our first language? What culture were we brought up in? What traditions are there? All of that kind of thing. And the second is individual. What is our individual neurology? What was our upbringing? What was our education? All of those three things combined are actually how every human learns.
0: Well, I'm going to push back on you for a moment, Chris, cause I had a very difficult time learning growing up. And as I got older after graduate university, what I realized, at least from my understanding and what's helped for me is for me, there are three types of learners. There are visual learners, there are auditory learners and there are tactile learners. So the dancers, the people that are mechanics, they, they need to feel it. In my case, I'm a very visual learner where if I don't see things, I just, it just literally goes in my head. So, do you don't feel that people learn better seeing things or hearing no, things? No, I,
1: I absolutely agree with you. But what you're talking about there are, are methods of enger- engaging that la- that learning. So that learning is happening within your brain. You're creating neurons between, you know, the, the areas of your brain that are going to allow you to do these things. And the more neurons you create, the better you become at it. Yeah. What you're, dis- what you're de- kind of describing there is um, the engagement of that. So you may engage better through visual mediums, for example, and that will allow you to fully optimize your learning or the, the creation of your you know, your neural structures. Um, so I think it's more, um, it's more a case of how we describe it than anything else. So no, I absolutely believe in visual learning, auditory learning, but it's that that's the method of engagement that works best with different individuals.
0: So Chris, walk us through a client that you work with and, and paint a picture of us, because like I said, you do a lot of things, but as you said, the core is still teaching them how to learn. What's a specific client you've worked with? And you don't need to name names, but I want to, we wanna just have a very clear case study so we can see, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, sure. So I worked um, semi-recently with uh, an international leading um, humanitarian aid organization running training for the country managers um, that, that were coming in. And so we, we ran through a number of different things in terms of complexity, in terms of you know, modern management techniques, uh, but also we talked about engagements so we talked about um, the domains of learning. So you've got your cognitive learning, but you also have your your emotional or effective learning and your kinesthetic or conscious and unconscious physical learning domains. Um, and I ran them through the fact that failure is not actually something that's, that's necessarily bad, although we're taught that it is. It's a learning opportunity. You know, there is no failure. There is only feedback. And we looked at various agile techniques and various other things. And of course, when you talk about agile and agility, they're not mechanisms for success. They're mechanisms for making failure transparent so you can respond and address it. So that's kind of what we looked at um, with, with them so that they could fully engage with the workforce on the ground.
0: Interesting. What do you most enjoy about your work, Chris?
1: I love meeting the people and I love being able to positively um, help them achieve better outcomes for themselves like I what I don't like is the idea of consulting where I go in tell people what to do and then I disappear you know that that doesn't really benefit anyone but going in and mentoring people to discover within their own unique context their own best optimal way for evolving and finding new emergent pathways is just fantastic because everyone and every organization they all do it differently
0: yeah which segues really nice into my next question. You gave a TEDx talk called How to Fall in Love with Collaboration, Investing in Our Relationships. Tell us a little bit about that talk.
1: <laughs> sure. So basically, um, I looked at where collaboration came from in humans. Um, and that, that came back to the three kind of seeds of collaboration where we talked about things like narratives and how actually humans share stories informally much better than we do formally. Like the retention of information from Informal to formal networks was looked at in IBM a while ago, um, and it came out At about 64 to 1 in terms of a ratio. This was by Dave Snowden of cognitive edge who's created kinevin, which is complex adaptive systems theory So um, we look at narratives we look at how humans try to order the world around us Which is where we take structures and we build systems around them um, and use scaffolding for it So there's another area and also just how we come together to not co- cooperate per se, but collaborate, which is different. So I looked at the difference between alignment and collaboration. And alignment means we're facing the way, same way. But collaboration means we have come together and we're all invested in the success, in the, in the outcome.
0: And what would be an example of that? Let's say you're at a workplace and you talk to your client. What, what would a, a collaborative <laughs> environment be for one of your clients that you help with?
1: So a collaborative environment would be teams who are recognizing that they are part of an overall ecosystem and of course each team can have ecosystemic qualities as well where the people feel invested in their work they're not just there to do a job they really do believe in what they're doing and that they are going to achieve satisfaction um, from the outcomes that they're producing and they come together and work on the problem equally for the success of the entire ecosystem because that success is their success that's a collaborative venture as opposed to, you know, the traditional pigeonhole, sit down, you're a component in the machine, do your job, and you know, it might or it might not work, and that's where we get into value stream analysis and, and other bits and pieces.
0: That's great, Chris. I really appreciate your insights into this topic. How can our guests watch your TEDx talk and stay in touch with you?
1: So the TEDx talks on YouTube. You can go and look for uh, how to fall in love with uh, collaboration. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as uh, LinkedIn slash in slash Christopher Bramley. Um, And I've also got involvedme.training.com, which is my website for basically all the stuff that I do.
0: Great. Chris, thank you so much for your time. Have a
1: great day. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to the Gifters podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to christopherkai.com to learn more.